Happy Friday, Story Fam. Hope you're doing well. It has been a full year now since we uh, called off all worship services and all in-person programming in response to the evolving crisis presented by COVID-19 back in March of 2020. So I've been reflecting a lot on what this year has brought us. And this question that I posed in a sermon last year has been on my mind this week as well in light of some things you might have seen in the headlines. The question that I posed in a sermon all the way back in May of 2020 was, how should we live as Christians in the age of COVID-19? How should we live? Well, in that message, I offered my version of the 10 Commandments for COVID Christianity. You can watch the entire message on YouTube if you'd like to. Um, We were only three months into that crisis back then, but as I looked back at those 10 commandments that I came up with, I was, I'll admit, I was a little proud of myself because those 10 commandments have some shelf life. I still stand by them today. So commandment number one that I outlined back in May was thou shalt not watch worship, right? So even if you're tuning in online, you're not watching worship, you're worshiping. Number two, Commandment number two was, thou shalt watch what you worship. Be careful not to fall into idolatry. Commandment number three, thou shalt not live in fear. Number four, thou shalt cut thy media intake in half. I love that one. That's so important. Commandment number five, thou shalt not wander aimlessly. Living with purpose through COVID is so important. Number six, thou shalt live intentionally. Commandment number seven, Thou shalt not take relationships for granted. Commandment number eight, thou shalt schedule check-ins with people that you love. Now, the first eight are important to remember, but I think the last two commandments are even more urgent, given some recent headlines in the news, especially in Texas. Commandment number nine, thou shalt not burn bridges with people just to score political points. (laughs) And commandment number 10, thou shalt probably like wear a face mask at H-E-B or something. Now, that's what I wrote back in, in May. Now, here's what I said next in that message. And just keep in mind, this was just three months into the crisis. And we know a lot more now than we did back then. But just keep that in mind as I read this next part of that message to you. Here we go. You would not believe how many people begged me not to urge you to wear a face mask. You can't say that, they told me. People will leave the church. Somehow, face masks have become the bellwether issue for everybody in America. I went to Whole Foods the other day and forgot my face mask in the car, and I thought the hippies at Whole Foods were going to crucify me. People are scared and angry, and I think it's because we've all gotten these mixed messages coming at us every day from every direction there are two sides to every issue and you have to choose to be on the right side or not and there's no nuance anymore there's no middle ground there's really no conversation to be had about such things some people heard dr fauci say that masks don't really make a difference back in march while others have heard him say that masks should be mandatory now Some people think Bill Gates is a hero who wants to immunize everyone from COVID-19. Others are convinced he's the Antichrist who wants to put the mark of the beast on your head. 
even I'm confused at times. I, I watch the news and I wonder, does the media want really want to inform me of a very real danger or do they want us all to stay home and watch the news because before this, their ratings were lower than the price of oil? <laughs> it could be both. I don't always know what to do at a time like this, but here's what I do know. The whole world is basically Whole Foods right now. And they're all watching how Christians respond to this crisis. Some of them really enjoy it when we do stupid stuff in the public view. It gives them a place to direct their anger. And it gives Anderson Cooper something to talk about at night. I know we're stubborn people down here in Texas. It's in our blood. Remember the Alamo. Come and take it. Don't mess with Texas. So when the government requires us to abide by their precautions, it might feel to us like an infringement on our rights. But for Christians, at a time like this, it's as simple as this. We're here to make disciples of Jesus. To make disciples, you first have to make friends. And I can assure you that I was not going to make any friends among the hippies at Whole Foods that day until I went back to my car and got my mask on. To them, I was just another conservative white Christian guy who says he's pro-life but apparently doesn't care that people are dying every day. And to be clear, I do believe that some of these precautions like masks and social distancing have saved lives and continue to save lives. And that should be reason enough for us to flex with the culture in some ways on, on this issue at least. But even if you're not sure about that, even if you're not sure about the effectiveness of masks, for example, and you think it's all just a political power grab, I'm suggesting that you do some of it anyway. Because flexing with the culture in this instance also comes with the added benefit of maintaining some integrity in the eyes of people around you who might not know Jesus yet. Also, it gives Anderson Cooper one less thing to talk about, which, in my opinion, can't be a bad thing. When the crisis is behind us, I do believe Christianity will look vastly different. If we cling to the past, we might get what we want. But if we embrace the present moment, we might get what God wants. And I believe God wants to revolutionize his church in this crisis. I see the gospel making inroads into spaces previously controlled by darkness, quite frankly. I see churches learning that church can happen anywhere. We've heard a lot about how COVID-19 has forced parents to become homeschool teachers. Well, I've seen Christians become home church pastors. Our mission at The Story is to inspire non-religious people to follow Jesus. And over the past 12 months, the mission has left the building. And there's never been a more exciting time to reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ than in 2021. People have been asking me this week, whether we'll continue to wear masks on Sundays at the story and at other church events after Governor Abbott's decision to end the mandate last week. Here's what I'll say about that. Our staff and our pastors and our volunteers are all committed to continuing to mask up as long as we deem necessary for the common good. And we're going to continue to strongly encourage everyone else to wear their masks when they're at the story for worship or other events as well. Why, you might ask? Because anything short of that could potentially put a stumbling block in an unbeliever's path to faith in Jesus Christ. 
And I don't need a governor's mandate to know that that's not the way of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, the only mandate we need is the one Jesus handed down in Matthew 28, 19, that we go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's why we're here, and we continue to refuse to let any political issue stand in our way. So if you're ready for in-person worship, you can trust that we are doing that safely and responsibly, socially distanced at 50% capacity with our masks on. And I hope that you'll join us this Sunday at our River Oaks campus at 8.30, or 11. And at our Timber Grove campus, our brand new Timber Grove campus at 945. If you're not quite ready for in-person worship, of course, we hope that you'll join us and many, many others who are joining us online these days for one of our online services at 830, 945, or 11. I love you all so much. I hope you have a great weekend. Bye-bye.